Hey everyone, my name is Jared Milkey. And I am Seth Horst. Welcome to Copy That Radio. Seth and I are both retired, air quotes retired, we still have jobs and careers, first responders. I retired from the fire service and Seth retired from law enforcement. Boom, a cop and a firefighter in the same room. Telling stories. Ah, love it. So our goal here is to share stories. Uh, we call it the ones we couldn't tell. Um, we're sharing stories to try to bridge that gap between the public and first responders. That is correct. Yeah, we believe there's a lot of um, misconceptions about first responders and what they experience, what that life is like. Our goal is just to get the stories out there so people have a better understanding. And it's also fun for us. We it like is. Talking to our old people. And therapeutic. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. Uh, we should warn you, some of these stories are explicit in nature. There will be swearing, um, sometimes gore, uh, other inappropriate content. So it is not kid-friendly. Yes, not kid-friendly. So our goal is not to reach kids. Like I said, it's to reach adults and present these stories and this life, what it's like to live that life to the public. Well, that's all. Enjoy the show. Thank you. And we're live. Hey there. That was deep. Yeah, we turned up the volume, so. We made some adjustments on our board here because my friend Jason, Poppy, uh, I won't say your last name because I don't know if you want me to share that. He told me I don't talk loud enough. Hi, Poppy. Um, you have a nice deep baritone. I thought since we got our new gear that I was doing all right, but Jason said no. He has another podcast. It's called As the Rotor Turns. Wait, wait, wait. This has to do with helicopters. I know it. It does. Ooh. Flight medics? Yeah, they're flight medics. Um, a couple of nurses, medics, they have a mixed group. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure who's in charge of the show. It, I know the founder is a guy that owns a teaching company down there in Orlando. Uh, they just do a similar thing and share stories? or? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I haven't listened to a lot of them. It's less... There's some storytelling. Um they just sit around and look cool wearing it's sunglasses. Like, yeah, each episode's like four or five of them, and they're they're just talking, like bantering back and forth, talking about the job and careers and stuff like that. Talking shit. A lot of that, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I don't... They they did have a couple episodes published of people that worked the Pulse nightclub shootings. Oh. That big that. shooting in Orlando yep. several years ago. Um, so, yeah. If you want to go check them out, I listened to a few of their episodes, and Jason's going to be on with us pretty soon. That would be a hell of a call, huh? Yeah, it'd be nuts. Mm. I can't even, can't even. No. I'd like to hear about that. I'd like to hear that story. So let's do it. Yeah. Uh, no, Jason, my guy wasn't there. He just, oh, but on, he he's on that show you. now. They, okay. had, they had several episodes published with some of the guys that were on that scene. So. I bet we can track somebody down. Oh, I know a few guys that were there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that was that in Orlando? That's near where it you was. Yeah, that's it was near where you were, right? Yeah, we lived outside of Orlando, okay. like 45 minutes to downtown. So it's, we're like technically, it's all of Central Florida is Metro Orlando now. Okay. It oh. all touches via subdivisions. That's crazy. It is, yeah. Dang. There's a couple swamps and lakes in the way, but other than that, it's all the same place. Hmm. There's little individual towns. All There's probably a couple hundred individual towns in Central Florida, but most of them are considered part of the outskirts of Orlando. Huh. Interesting. Uh, segueing into our next topic. Hey, have you ever had pickled eggs? Yes, I love pickled eggs. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that earlier. I was eating a hard-boiled egg, and I was like, damn, I wish this was a pickled egg. You should make some. You're the sourdough king. Start making eggs, too. Why don't you become the egg guy, and I'll just stick to sourdough. I like eggs. I like deviled eggs better than pickled eggs, though. 
Your wife makes a mean deviled egg. Yep. She's a good cook. No denying that. She's a very good cook. Um, yeah, I had, I had, the first time I had pickled egg was late in my adult life. I mean, probably five years ago, I was on a camp out with, uh, sorry, a rural operations training with my, uh, warrant service team. And, uh, no, it's a camp out. You, air, can, you air, can tell the truth. Air quotes camp out. And, uh, one of the guys, my boy, Dave, he brought, uh, he had a large chicken farm, oddly enough, as a side, Whoa. as a side biz. And he brought multiple jars of different flavors of pickled eggs. And I was like, what is this nonsense? You know, I've seen them. That's the coolest thing about pickled eggs is you can infuse them with whatever flavors yeah. you want. Yeah. He had some delicious, ridiculous flavors. Have you ever had a spicy one? Yeah. He oh, had a, so he good. had some spicy ones and I ate way too many pickled eggs and drank a lot of alcohol. And uh, the result was catastrophic. There used to be a restaurant in town. Our friends just bought, um, a bar it used to be called Slate Creek Brewing. If you're in Coeur d'Alene <laughs> ever now it's called Outpost Brewing. Oh yeah. And behind them used to be a restaurant called Bistro on Spruce. It was really good. I think they did those eggs. Maybe the Syringa people do them. I don't know. I don't know who was doing them. I'm not sure when we need a good pickled egg guy. The Bistro became Syringa. Anyways, they used to care at Slate Creek. They would have pickled eggs at the bar from the restaurant that's next door. I feel like Darren, Darren from Australia is going to chime in on this on uh, after we uh, on our pickled eggs. Yeah, he's going to offer to send us some, and I'm going to be like, "Bro, I don't know. I don't think they're going to make the journey." Oh, that reminds me, I got to log into Anchor. We have a message. I think it's from Darren. Oh, good. A voice message. I got to check. Thanks, Darren. He, Sorry, he, Darren. I saw that in my email, and I haven't logged into Anchor to check it. He he reaches out a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna send me some pickled crocodile eggs or whatever the hell they got down there in Australia. <laughs> Alligators, crocodiles. I, I can uh, never get right. crocodiles there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Since we're on Florida all the time, that's another fun Florida fact. They Did definitely you know have, this? No, sorry. They definitely have crocodiles. Crocodile Dundee. I mean, Australia. Yeah. It's, it's the only thing I know about I Australia. I don't think they have alligators sorry. in Australia. Florida is one of the only places on earth where alligators and crocodiles coexist. Like, I'm picturing a they, sticker on the back of a car. They live together in the same water. In Florida, in South Florida, there's croc, there's saltwater crocodile, little croc, not Australian crocodiles or Nile crocodiles, but there's the South American crocodiles and North American alligators in the same place. See, that'd be great. You can go get just double teamed and just killed by them all. Um, there's a few, like a couple other places that are where those lines meet, but there's not many of those places in the world. Usually, it's dominated by one species or the other. They all suck. I don't know about that. They're fun to catch. Never caught one. Never caught one. Seen them. I spent a little time in the Everglades on some camping. There's also, if you're on the coastal side, um, there's brackish water alligators, which for some reason when we were growing up, like when you'd go to those areas, those alligators always seem to be way more aggressive. I don't know why. They just sound shady. Like I bet they got that squinty little shady eye going. Um, The water's dark there. It's brackish, so it's where it's fresh water meets salt water. Um. I don't know. Alligators in those places were always more aggressive Probably than, walk than the with lake alligators. Walk with a limp. <laughs> Probably just because they're annoyed by people. That's a, that'd be my guess. Anyways, let's. Oh, that's that six a, minutes of nothing. That was a good segue. No, Let, I, let's I get on to our topic. <laughs> I went from uh, pickled eggs to somehow you got on to alligators and crocodiles. That always happens. Yeah. Same thing. Always. T- every time. Uh, what <laughs> you had a plan today. We do have a plan. We have a topic that's been coming up over and over again, um, not necessarily in our any of our shows, 
but in our life with our friends and mm. the current uh, cultural climate that we're seeing around the nation. And we're talking about pensions and specifically the pension trap. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Be a good time for a sound effect. I can't remember which one's which, though. Let's hit a button, see. Eh. Yep, that's about normal. <laughs> that's the sound of me waiting to retire, is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of, of, I don't know, a few hundred thousand people all over the country just sitting there being like, God, I got 15 years left. Do So I started doing that after about year three, maybe year five uh, on the patrol. You start daydreaming about <laughs> retirement <laughs> and you're like, damn it, I'm only, you know, whatever years old. I was like 30 something at the time. I've got 10. No, no, let's see. So I could, my, the minimum age for retirement for us is 50, was 50. Now it's even higher. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, looking, you're like, oh, I got 15 years left and that just, that just eats away at your soul. It does. It's it does. harsh. Um, not that I didn't enjoy the job and many do, and it's a great career, but, uh, it's, it's like, I always had this feeling of like, I'm waiting to live my life until I retire for some reason. Cause you're just, you're in this cycle of like, yeah, you know, we, we got a lot of vacation time. We got a fair amount of days off, which, you know, a lot of times you're working overtime on those days off, unfortunately. Or you're trying to recover the disaster that is your personal life or that or sleep, sleep. So yeah, it's like, man, you just, okay, when I retire, I'm going to do whatever. And you just hang on to that like a, it's hope. It's called hope. That, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. You have yeah, hope that one day it will all end. And it, <laughs> and your other, your second piece of that hope is that it will have been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I think a lot of people go through that same feeling. In fact, anytime you talk to anyone that's in public safety, it's like you hear that. How many yeah. years you got left? Oh, I got eight, 10, 15. Yeah, it, it goes, in my experience, it goes up and down. You know, you go through phases, depending on your department. Most departments are um, politically toxic. The majority of uh, police and fire and sheriff's offices yeah. are politically toxic. There's a huge, excuse me, structure that is, um, it's uncontrollable almost. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It, it, in some places, like obviously a sheriff's office that's driven by the electorate, the people elect sheriff, mm. and that's part of it. Um, and honestly, I think those are easier to deal with. Yeah, right? because a bad sheriff will will be removed. Yeah, over time, over not that long, like a period of if a sheriff is making bad decisions, they'll be gone in a couple election cycles. Um, I think part of on the fire side, most places the fire staff, the administrative staff, it's either a, they'll have like an overseer person, like the public safety director is a popular title. And whatever that city or county puts under public safety could be like dog catchers, radio maintenance, and any, they're in charge of everything. And then there's a fire chief, right? Uh, some places it's not, some places it's just the, the fire chief is the top person or the, some other, they'll make up a position that's the top person that's in charge of the fire business. Um, and same with the city police department. Um, they, but those people are always hired or appointed. They're never elected. Yep. So there's this endless, like, cat and mouse political game that's just always rolling. And most places, like where I came up, um, in the 90s, we had one chief for four or five years. It was actually Kara's dad. Kara was on the show a while back. Oh, yeah. Um, he 
was still a chief. He died a few years ago. Um, he was a chief of another department. He got fired for Kara's brother, her older brother. Kara wasn't. Kara and I were in high school when this happened. Her older brother was a volunteer. He got fired for nepotism because her brother wanted to be a volunteer. That's nonsense. He didn't hire him. He didn't do it. Like he had nothing. The guy's not even an employee. But that's what they fired him for. And I think he ended up um, winning a, some kind of suit or some kind of litigation against the county. But him and then one of the chiefs that started a few years after I came on, we had him for about five years. They were the two longest-running chiefs our department's ever had. The average chief outside of those two was like 10 or 11 months. Wow. that's <clears throat> I hate seeing that, and that's pretty common uh, in uh, upper management is it takes them a long time to get to that position. They're there for such a short amount of time. They can't actually affect any good change. So they either do nothing and just ride out their time and then move on, or or they just create massive chaos and then leave. Yeah, I think a lot of the problem that I experienced or I saw in Central Florida with all those smaller cities and counties, um, there's the people that the county manager, the county attorney, these people that are brought in those those people are cycled through pretty frequently and they have their friends they've worked with before and they're always wanting to bring in their people there mm-hmm. so they'll look for any excuse if you have a, a good fire chief that's come up through the ranks that's their department they've always been there they know what they're doing that doesn't mean anything it, mean, it means nothing it should count for something and they their career should not be in jeopardy because there's a new county manager that doesn't know anything about this county he just managed some other county somewhere else yeah and that's sad it is sad and and we should take a moment to recognize there are some fantastic leaders out there. There are, uh, yeah. And uh, it's not 100% the case, but... No, I'd, I'd say the majority of police and fire chiefs that I know or have known are good leaders. Yeah. Um, but they're subject to so much political unrest that they can't... There's almost no way to compensate for that. Right. I, like, from the CHP, we are uh, commissioners appointed by the governor. And as many know, the governor of California is currently a tyrant and um so they are subject to his rules and decision making and that's like a bad mix in my opinion yeah and yeah. i've seen some bad calls come out of that um particularly for when sure what's so what's the pension structure if you go to a different city or county in california mm-hmm. are you under the same pension the state pension if uh only chp um other cities and counties have their own they can be in calpers mm-hmm. Um, but they may have a different agreement with them. Yeah, that's, so, how, that's how Florida is. Yeah, so when I started, it was 3% at 50. So every year you worked, you get that 3%, and then you can retire as early as 50. And if you came on at 21, then you've got 29 years, you're at, you know. A full pinch? Yeah, you're at 90%, which is huge. Yeah. Um. Now, that changed um, 2011 or 12, maybe? Uh, there was some reform to that because the pension was underfunded. And uh, now I think the current structure is 2.7% at 57. So the guys are having it. Oh, and that's a, oh that's that a, sucks. That's pretty, that's in my opinion, and I'm sure there are some ex- exceptions to this rule, but that's pretty old to be working a beat. That's way too long, dude. Yeah. Way too um, long. So if you, if you, a guy that came on at 21 and now he's having to work 36 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you, that's gonna there break. has to be a, term limit before that like it's not just 30 years 25 or 30 years and then you can go 
No, no matter your that's age. A minimum minimum retirement age is fifty seven. Doesn't matter how long you've been on. Oh, Florida's different. You can so the people that are still in the Florida pension, if you hit whenever you hit your twenty five years, you can retire. Yeah, that's cool. And it's at three percent a year because we're police, law enforcement, and fire service are high risk down there because you're supposed to die early after you retire. Like that, I forget the average ages, but it's not very long after retirement compared mm. to the general population. Um. And in Florida, it's the FRS, Florida Retirement System. Florida is one of the best funded pensions in the country, has always been. It's been like top five or top ten of pension systems forever. And um, you can, some cities are on the FRS. A lot have their own, the cities have their own, but all counties are on the FRS that I know of. Mm. So it's, it's really easy. Like if you transfer county to county or find a city that's FRS, you, you keep your same pension rolling. So that makes it easier for um, some of those chief or administrative type positions to roll into the next one mm-hmm. because you're not like a new county or a new city. You're not starting over every time you go to a new place. Um, anyways, all that's going to carry us into our conversation, which is the trap of your pension. Yeah. Well, I have to hang on till the end, Jared. I have to, <laughs> well, no. I don't have any other skills. What am I going to do? Yeah, you do have skills. I got to get paid. We've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, People, um, you know, we spend our, you spend your career, however long that is, talking people, coaching people through the, the worst experiences of their life. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, you can do anything else. Hell yeah. If you can talk someone into handcuffs without a fight or, I don't know, what, what do firefighters do? I'm not quite sure. Uh, we, well, there's not necessarily <laughs> fighting, but you talk people off of a ledge a lot. Although occasionally fighting too. Oh, we um, fight them. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I've been in lots of fights. Um, but yeah, so if, if you have the, the, that ability to communicate with another human being. Yeah, or to comfort somebody anything, while they're dying. Right. right. Like, I can't count how many people I've talked them through the moment of their death. Yeah, that's a heavy freaking burden. If dude. you can do that, you can do anything else. I've done it once and it's always going to be in my mind. Yeah, it's there. Well, yeah, hell yeah. If you can do that, uh, really, what else can you? I mean, I, I talk to a lot of guys, and they're like, "Well, like, like you know, I guess I could go be a Walmart greeter." Yeah, or it's, and, I do security at a bar. Yeah, like nothing against either of those occupations, by the way. However, you're not limited. No, no, you're not. Um, especially guys that like, even if you haven't had an official leadership role in in these fields, you have still had to be a leader many times. And you're certainly qualified to be a leader. Uh, so management, jobs, yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. Totally. You don't, you don't have to have the title of leader to be a leader. Like, I, I yeah. know plenty of backseat firefighters that are better leaders than fire officers that right. they work for. Right. And that's actually, that's one of the, like, iconic classic things is the 20-year guy that's been riding the backseat just doing his job and kicking ass. You know, and there's some new officer that comes in, and that firefighter has to teach the officer how to how that's shit like works. The, that's the coolest thing ever. It that is salty cool. old dog in the back doing his thing. Yeah, we had a lot of those guys in our department. It was fun to watch that. Those guys make the department work, in my opinion. I think you know every department has that that person yeah. who's willing to when the chief's up front talking and says, "Are there any questions?" and all all the new guys are like, "Hell no!" But that salty bastard in the back is going to be like, "What the hell's wrong with I'm you?" Call you out, chief. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Salty AF. Oh yeah, I love those uh, people. That's like, oh, I just watched that movie Thirteen Hours the other day. You know. Yeah, Benghazi. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody knows that like standard military story too. Some you know new lieutenant comes out of 
college and gets assigned to a team or a group that's been working together, doing their job for a while, and they try to like change things, boss them around, like this is create how it's their done way. By the, yeah. This is how the manual says and, to you know, do it. The sergeant or master chief or whatever branch you're in is like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Here's how it really goes. <laughs> I've, I've told those guys no on scene before. It's like, you have to sometimes because if you don't have a choice, right? They, they throw down a, a shitty call and you're like, nah. Yeah. But those guys, they want to write out a 30 year pension. Yeah. Because they, they have some, a lot of them have like a weird power trip concept or I don't, I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Let's get off of that. Yeah. It's bad. I, I do like the people that do, do make it 30 years and they're just like, they're, they're still functioning and they're not broken. And you're like, damn, you're a freaking unicorn. Yeah. It's awesome. I like, I had coffee recently with a guy that retired from the highway patrol. He did 30 years, maybe even a couple more than 30. Uh, and then retired as a sergeant and then went and worked for a sheriff's department for another few years Mm -hmm. and then promoted there. And it's just like a, like a lifetime lawman and a good human being and a badass. And you, you know, you're like, is I'm honored to know people like that, that got through it and didn't break. Actually, let's talk about that. There's a guy named Dennis Longest. He was a firefighter for the city of Orlando. I don't know what he was when he left Orlando. I think he was maybe chief, district chief, battalion chief, something like that. He was an officer of some sort, maybe a lieutenant. I don't know. And then he went to Seminole County, which is just to the east of where I'm from. And he was also one of our instructors at Fire Academy. He taught for decades. He just passed away a few weeks ago. But his his son and his grandson are both firefighters. So his his grandson was one of our new guys when I left. And then his son also was retired, I think retired from the city of Orlando. That's awesome. But Dennis Legacy. Senior. I think I think they were junior senior, I don't remember. Um he did that forever, man. Like did his twenty five years, went somewhere else, did another like ten or twelve years, and then kept teaching indefinitely. I don't I don't know if he stopped teaching before he died or not. That's like I don't know, man. That's that's pretty cool. He was, yeah. He was also, um, he was a Vietnam vet. I forget, say Marines or something. Like a lifetime of service. Thank lifetime. you, Dennis. Yeah, hell yeah. But those guys are awesome, man. They've they've always inspired me and been the. You know, those are the people you actually look up to in the business. Right. Yep. When she hits the fan, you, you look to them. Yep. When you're new, especially. Sure. Um, but the whole pension thing. There's, I think. One of the big problems, this is a personal belief I hold very deeply. One of the problems is the fact that you're expected to do this job for 25 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. I, now that we know what we know about sleep deprivation, about um, psychological, emotional trauma, about all these things that you experience, I think that has to change. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking back to when uh, Rob Wolf was on and and he talked about that pension person that... Uh, yeah. You know, like they expect us to die. That's why you can have a good pension because right. you're not going to live that long. You're not going to live beyond five years past retirement. Yeah. And that's pretty, uh, like those are pretty accurate numbers from what I've always heard. It is. Yeah, every, everybody knows that story. The guy retires, gets to his, like his dream home and dies. Yeah. It happened to my, one of my cousins. That freaking sucks. One of my cousins was a Navy vet and ended up going to law enforcement. Retired as a major at our sheriff's office. And spent some so I got to silence my phone. Um, he always was a sailor. He did the Navy, loved the water, and had a sailboat 
retired and within like a month or two of retiring and taking a sailboat to the Bahamas off of Florida, heart attack, dead. <sighs> I freaking hate to hear that. Yeah. Every, almost everybody knows somebody like that. Like, Man. Or, if, you know, within four or five, six yeah. years, you're having heart problems, cancer, whatever. I feel I, like um, I was going down that road for sure. Mm-hmm. I Like, I think I carried a lot more stress than I ever realized now that I've been out for a year-ish. Um, I feel like way lighter. Um, I'm getting heavier because of sourdough. I don't mean because of that, but I mean like lighter in my You are getting a little thick over there. Yeah. We're, we're trading places. <laughs> I'm getting a little leaner. You're getting a little not so lean. Sourdough is a dangerous road, You're not man. fat, though. Thank you. You're still jacked. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're just not shredded. You too. No, I'm not shredded. Um, <clears throat> someday. If it, if it becomes uh, important to me, I will. Who cares? Yeah. I, I like, I'm enjoying sourdough, so F the world. Right. So uh, pensions. Back to pensions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this, nobody's going to listen to this one. They're going to get like 10 minutes in and be like, this is stupid. No, they're going to be hooked on pickled eggs and they're going to stick around because you never know. So what do you, what do you think about my thoughts there? Like the, what, what if we had a 10 or 15 year timeline and then you, maybe you don't get a full pension, like salaried pension, but you, there is something and you get it, you, there's a transition process to leave and go into another career or entrepreneurship or whatever. I think it's freaking awesome, but I don't I, like, I guess I get, I love the idea, but I get stuck on how the hell do you implement that? Uh, it, I mean, it would take a cultural shift in one place to demonstrate it. Yeah. And then that, it would, it would have it. to be like spread out from there. That's the only way it's going to happen. I think there'd be huge value in putting um, people that were in the public safety field out into the world and like, infiltrating other areas and bringing, you know, the skills and the, um, you know, the morals, everything that comes along with it into the rest of society. I think, I think it's an awesome idea. And I think that's a good amount of time, like 10, 15 years, unless you're going into a management role. Um, that's plenty of time to be working a beat or a, a do. I learned that first do. Yeah. First do. Um, that's that's enough time. Like you you done your you've, you've done you've you've done your commitment. It's time to you know it's a good time to move on. Yeah, and, I mean, think about the, the military. Your average enlistment's like what three four years. It's right, not, not that long. There's not a lot of career guys that are people that stay in the military long term. Right, more most of our veterans have done one or two enlistments. Yeah, if you if you could look at it in that way, I think I think there's value in that. There's a lot of little details to work out. Obviously, you don't want like the military, you don't want 18-year-old kids coming into law enforcement or probably not fire either. It's challenging. I started when I was 18, like right right after I turned 18. Yeah. I started volunteering and, and, you know, I volunteered, so a little over a year. I volunteered full, I mean, we volunteered full time. We slept at the fire station like four or five nights a week. It was probably fun. It was, oh yeah, we, it was like Animal House. It was nuts. Um, but while I was doing that, we also, like I worked part-time and I went to EMT school and the fire academy during yeah. that year. And then I was hired immediately after that. Well, I was still eating crayons when I was 18. So, yeah. um, it takes a certain person. You can't do it. A lot of kids that do it don't have the, um, just a life experience or knowledge to be successful at it. But there are, there's, I think there's still quite a few people that, that could do that. Yeah. A lot of places, like California and some other places, it's really popular to go to college and get a degree, a fire science degree or some administrative degree or whatever. 
And some places actually require a bachelor's to apply. What do they teach? Like, do they teach um, how to <laughs> cook in professional kitchens and play Xbox? You learn how to mop really well. And mop, yeah. And, and wash fire trucks. I mean, and, that's like there's probably a whole... scrub ladders with toothbrushes. A whole semester of work on how to wash your fire truck yeah. every day. Um, and to require that, like a bachelor's level or an associate's, even a two-year degree, to apply is kind of stupid. Like, there's no... All that other stuff that you learn in that program outside of your EMS training and the actual fire academy aren't relevant. They're just not. It doesn't help you be a better firefighter. Right. You can learn on the job. I I firmly believe that I could learn to be a a freaking brain surgeon if I sat with a brain surgeon for five years and learned from them. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm like, how hard could it be? Like a really good um, dental assistant or somebody that's been helping a physician's assistant somebody's been helping with surgeries and operations for 10 years they're yeah you know you're doing they it. could do it like if the world goes bad that person could do that job mm-hmm. without a license 100 percent. Um, but the best way to get good at public safety is to practice it not to go to four years of college you're, you don't learn anything no that's um real work like there's not much real world skill not i can't say you don't learn anything not much of that is going to be applicable real world skill you need to be running calls Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Before somebody says, you don't know, you haven't done it. I have I have plenty of college, and I have been enrolled in a fire science program and an EMS program, degree yeah. program, so you can suck it. Yeah, me too. I uh, I started out my major with uh, astronomy and underwater basket weaving, so. Sweet. Yeah, bring it. Let's talk. No, I have, I have college-wise, I have a little over 100 credit hours total between my gen ed, all my fire science stuff, and my EMS stuff. Probably like hundred something. It's a hundred. I've added up before, um, and no degree. So I don't have a two year degree out of that. Really? Yep. That's crazy. I can't even. If I wanted to re enroll and get recertified, I could apply all that to a whatever degree or whatever school. But I'd still have to take the rest of the course load that they say is their degree. I uh, little known fact, but I actually have a degree in English, and I used to be pretty good at creative writing. Seth is a poet. Well, and none of you. No, no, no. I was. I was. I was trying to rhyme there. Sorry, I cut, me. I cut you off. That was good. That was really good. Um, and then, and then I wrote police reports for 15 years and it beat everything out of my brain. And now I'm just a boring chronological. Here's the facts. Let's get back on track here. So, right. if if we were to change the structure to a 10 or 15 year thing and then a way out, like requiring a degree to enter that would be completely stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, and in the technical training, technical school training, or vocational training, uh, there's plenty of knowledge and experience, like more than enough. Maybe you um, could offer, like, college credits and, you know, like the, uh, oh, wow, I just blanked on it. The uh, For the military, the, um, oh, my gosh. Help me out here. For what the college. You, the, you get free college for the oh military. Like, oh, the VA stuff? Yeah. There's a name for it. Mm-hmm. Totally blanking. Anyway, uh, something like that. So if you if you go through public safety, then you can turn around later and, uh, you know, incentives to get people to, to go do the job for... The GI Bill. Thank you. Yes. GI Bill. Good job. Cool. I can see your wheels turning on that one. You got it. Yeah. Uh, um, some kind of incentive like that. I don't, cool. I don't know. It could be good. I, I really like where you're going with this. I don't know. It could even be just a transitional process. Like, yeah, maybe you go through an electrician program. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Carpentry mm-hmm. program. It doesn't matter. It's something that's a trade skill that you can take with you. Or just a just a 
course on, hey, this is, we're going to, you're going to be headed out now. This is what to expect. This is what to do. It could be like as simple as, um, what's the opposite of orientation? Uh, it could be an orientation program for life. There you go. Life outside of public safety. Um, something like that would help. You said the opposite of orientation. So I was, I was, I was like, not debriefing, but like on, on your way out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a debrief, I guess would be. Yeah, it could be just a course that's three or four months long where you, you learn, like, all right, this is what to expect now. Yeah. Um, people don't, people don't, uh, when they leave the business, they oftentimes just get some really crappy job because they think they don't have any skills. Right. That transition's hard, too, though. I mean, people may find it, I know they'll find it difficult. Like, you, you go around and, and there's a little bit of pride having a badge on your chest, whether it's a mm-hmm. crappy firefighter badge or a real one. And oh um, man, <laughs> Shot, shots fired <laughs> only because we moved the table and you can't reach me right now. So, uh, <laughs> just wait. Uh, someone will appreciate that. You're welcome, even though you're um, a purple belt now. I can still, I'm still bigger and stronger than you. <laughs> you are, you are. Uh, I know where your injuries are. I've been taking notes, <laughs> right lower rib. Don't say it out loud, dude. I don't want the public to know. Oh, you're right. I mean, lots of things, bro. I mean, left one. Uh, so, uh, anyway, that there's that, there's that pride. Like it's hard to hang up the holster or the hose or whatever it is you carry your badge. Just say your badge. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Killing, I'm cracking myself up. Um, and the, you know, that pride that you have is like, it's really hard to walk away from that and find another career that kind of fulfills that in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is that? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, it's probably a function of the ego, really, right? You have a little bit of an ego when you when you show up on scene and you're you're the man or woman and um, or non-binary. Um, and uh, stop. <laughs> and everybody looks to you, and you have a very important role to play. Um, it's there's not a lot of maybe there are I don't know other jobs out there that that you can get that level of. There, there is a sense of self-importance that comes along with it because right. like you are the thing like that's all these that's like all this dumb shit you see out there t-shirts i fight what you fear or like mm. we train for what well, you know your worst the worst day of your life it's dumb shit like that yeah um but i that sense of self-importance could be taught or coached or something like it's it comes with the job because culturally you are put in like you're the protectors you're put in that status right yeah it doesn't mean i think it, pe- most people like in like some other jobs or careers you identify it becomes your identity like i am this mm-hmm. you're not that you're you you're a person separate from that you do that it's, but you're not that i think i definitely fell into that trap and everybody does yeah it's hard not to um in my current work i don't feel that as much and i, I don't i don't know why as a realtor, um, you don't feel that like ex- exclusive. I also work in a town mm-hmm. with 3000 other realtors. So, Oh, by the way, it's like two and a half percent of our population here is a licensed realtor. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, but I do get that satisfaction of, I hear a dog howling. Is that your dog howling? No, it's not mine. It's my, it's Sam's Sam. dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, Sam. Oh, by the way, Sam, he was our top performing episode, his campfire story. If you haven't listened, I go listen to Sam's campfire story. Um, but he's not anymore. Our, our buddy Tyson took him over. Way to go, Tyson. Go Tyson, Tyson could totally take him in a fight, too. So oh, Tyson I'm not wreck, surprised by that. Wreck him. Yeah. Um, 
But Sam, we have another episode or two recorded with Sam that we're gonna drop later. <laughs> Sam <laughs> was actually our most uh, our most loved guest. Everybody, like all the messages we got and texts, everybody's like, "Oh my God, who knew Sam would be so funny? Who like who knew Sam's little sultry voice would be so great on a podcast? Who knew that that idiot would be so entertaining?" Like, all, we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's had a um, a <laughs> sordid past. <laughs> <laughs> where many have hated him. Yeah. I Some can, have loved him. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, he's probably blushing right now listening to this. Yeah, I know you're listening, Sam. Yeah. So thanks. Could, maybe, maybe your next episode will be Tyson. Who knows? I don't know. Well, is that, are we going to bring him on to talk about naked people? Because it could be really entertaining. Yeah, we're gonna, we got that one scheduled. Um, that's got to be. Three of us are going to talk about that has to naked be, people. And that's going to involve whiskey for sure. Because yep. And then the other one we recorded with him that also involved whiskey. <laughs> That was a funny one. We'll see how that goes. I should listen to that before. Like, nah, you know what? Just no. We should listen. We're gonna. We're gonna. That's why we haven't published it because full send it. Maybe some sensitive. Oh, there's definitely some sensitive things in there. But that was one of my. I laughed nonstop, partly because of the whiskey and partly because I have a long history with him, and it was like, yeah, it was really amusing to me. I think they'll find it amusing as well. So let's carry the Sam's thing into our conversation here. Sam is also in process of, um. Retire, like not retiring, but leaving the service because he's yep. got some injuries that have piled up injuries um, from his service. Yeah, his back is destroyed. I've seen the yeah. x-rays. It's nasty. Yeah. Um, um, so, and Sam, he's been in, how long has he been in law enforcement? Uh, 15 or 16 years. Yeah. Probably, probably 16. How many years in the Marines before that? Four years in Four the years? Marines. Yeah. Um, I think he worked as an armed, I know he worked as an armed uh money transport guy for a while too so he's driven and carried a gun for his entire life yeah and all the gear that goes along with it right and breaks uh, you down plus it, actually it breaks you down doing things with right all that. fights car yeah. crashes so somebody like sam or like crashes. you or even like me i know it's in florida it was very hard it might be different now but it was used to be very hard to get a line of duty injury processed mm. Or especially like to, to go to the level of retirement, it was almost impossible. Yeah, that's a shame because it is. Uh, I I firmly believe that if the job breaks you, that you know you should be taken care of. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just like yeah. military, I mean they, you know, the VA. Like if you get blown yeah. up, shot in the military, you should be taken care of. Absolutely, um, for life. Yeah, you're definitely your medical needs for sure. Yeah, but outside of that, uh, there should be some form of monetary compensation. I'm, mm -hmm. I don't think it necessarily should be a full pension. Like a, mm -hmm. the military has a percentage scaling system. Yeah, I think. Um, there were some older guys that when I first started, they were like that. They were like, uh, our, when I started our engines, we didn't have headsets. Mm -hmm. You know, you see fire guys right around with the headsets on. Yeah. That's so you can hear each other and talk to each other and to protect your ears from all the, the noise of the trucks and the motors and the sirens. And the horns. That makes sense. I assume they were listening to Kids Bop the whole time, but I guess not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have, Florida has percentages. Like if you have this much hearing loss, you get this much percent added to your, you can get it. And these guys are like, oh yeah, we're going to get three more percent for this. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't want percentages. I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear my not grandkids. Being able to hear sucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that. Oh, you get this much for this injury. I'm like, how stupid are you? Mm-mm. I'd rather just avoid that to begin with. Yeah. But if you do have those injuries, you should be like, you should yeah. be compensated or not compensated, but they should be taken into account when you leave. Um, the other side of that is if, 
we were to have a shorter time of service, yeah. right? What would that lead to for injuries or things incurred via the job? I feel would like they, would they go down overall? I feel like they would go way down. Me too. I, I mean, I think most of them occur later in people's careers. Um, yeah. I would assume, you know, that repetitive, uh, you know, I know a few guys with shoulder injuries, back, back injuries are obviously yeah. really common. Um, you know, you're wearing a duty belt. In, in my department, a lot of departments are changing now where they're allowing guys to wear like a vest and put a lot of the equipment on a vest. Absolutely. Genius. Uh, there are departments out there like mine where that's, it doesn't look, it looks too tactical. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to deal with the constant stream of back injuries and other injuries related yeah. to wearing a duty belt with 20 pounds of gear on it. It's also like the way, the way that forces you to sit changes right. the way your spine works, right? There's a, there's a lot yeah. of factors and you're sitting all day, mostly in a car or at yep. a desk, even like they make your One desk, or the other. your it's desk guys have to wear their gear too. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. It is stupid. Um, and that's not even how I got my injury, but that is something I, I have lower left back pain. That is every day, almost all the time. Yeah. And I have done everything PT stretching to get rid of it. And it just does not go away. And I'm left-handed. So my gun's on my left side. Mm-hmm. It's something to do with the way I sat in the car because my gun would force my left hip out a little bit. It twists your, yeah, it twists your, the your bottom pelvis. of your spine. Right. Um, you talk to anybody that's right-handed and it's their right lower back almost mm-hmm. every time. So, sure. Uh, right. All that, these things can be avoided. I think, I mean, there, obviously we don't have the data to support this because let's just make it, we, up. we can't follow the science on this one, but I would, you could almost say you guarantee that injuries would go down like on the job. Injuries would go down yeah. based on not doing longer terms, not doing 20, 25, 30 years. Cause your, your body is not being broken down for as long. Right. Right. Plus you're, total risk of exposure incidents like the number of times you're exposed to injury or face injury that's also reduced yep yeah exposure chemicals all that crap yeah oh i saw speaking of i saw one of the um there's a bunch of like public safety fire and police meme pages that are hilarious Mm, so good our our podcast page i follow a few of them on instagram i don't know which one it was um (laughs) one of them the other day I had a picture of some like some redneck dude with a mullet standing in front of the beer case at a convenience store, and he's holding up two twelve packs, and it said, "Firefighters, be like, I'm getting both." And one was PTSD, and one was cancer. And it's just like, <laughs> God, that's funny, but it's sad. It's so sad. It's so damn true. That's why it's so funny. It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't laugh. But oh, it is funny. I mean, it's that's great. Fire, it's fire. It's like gallows humor, man. You got to have it. <laughs> that's a good meme. It is. Yeah, I need to find it. I'll share it on our page. Please do. There's so many of those pages. I don't know which one it was from. So we're talking about short term or shorter terms to a re- retirement. And we don't mean like a full retirement. We mean transitioning out of your service. Right. Because if you had a like a 401k instead of a pension, you know, that would be easy to transfer over to something else. Yeah. That's what, well, so I haven't talked about this before. That's my official status with the state of Florida. I am retired. Mm-hmm. And in Florida, my generation had two options. You could be in a pension, like standard percentage per year. You can 25 years or 52 is the retirement age for first responders. Okay. Um, So whichever comes first, you can leave with whatever you have at that time. Or you can stay and do longer or what it's up to you. Um, 
or you could be in, um, I forget the number, but it's essentially an IRA. Mm -hmm. It's an investment option that's not in the pension fund. And then if you're in that, when whenever you separate, you can take that with you. So I, I pulled that money out of the state's hands. So if you transfer that money out of that fund, whatever that number fund is, into another, like a traditional IRA or Roth or whatever, another qualifying investment, you don't pay any penalties. Did you get to keep all the con- employer contributions as well? My generation does not have employer contributions. So everything Empl- in there- I'm sorry, employee. It's all employer. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, since then, there's been several changes to that. Um, and we are the last generation that had the full pension option. Now, then they were, then they were after us, it was mandatory where they were in a mixed category where it partly was in the pension, partly was in uh, your personal fund, like IRA program for something, 450 something. I don't know what the numbers are. And then since then, I think it's gone full on into the investment option. That's they, so they can't even access the pension anymore. That's, that's nice to, um, I think to have that so you can take it with you. Maybe some Bitcoin too. well when you when you pull that money out it just goes to whoever manages your Mm -hmm. ira your retirement fund like that since in their hands they do whatever they want with it makes it easy to move around it's not in the state's control Mm -hmm. um so anytime you can get away from the government's control that's probably a good But because i did that i cannot go back and earn a florida pension okay yeah i I can go work but i I will not be but you could ever earn a pension you could get a pension somewhere else i could could go to a city if i wanted to go to a city that had their own fund i could go there and work i'm dude i'm almost 40 and i live up here and my whole life's here i'm not going down there to nah. to be in public safety again Mm-mm. i'll never say never because i've learned that lesson <laughs> you don't want to work you don't want to work graveyards and no uh, that's not on my list of things to do no, um, so that's that is that's the thing a lot of people don't know is a lot of places have that option too where you can transfer if you have either a pension or an investment option you can transfer that money out to another equal uh, qualifying investment and not pay any penalties. You can you can't go back to that department because you'll be retired. You can't earn another pension there, but they also don't control your investments anymore. I tell you one thing that keeps guys so we're I mean, since we're talking about the pension trap keeps guys staying on my department is that when you retire, I can't remember if you need a certain number of years, but when you officially retire, you have uh, free medical um, for life. Yeah, we don't, Florida doesn't have that. Yeah, that's like, so that keeps a lot of guys staying to the end so they can get that because if you leave early, you don't get that. Yeah, that's a problem that would have to be addressed outside of there. Yeah. Like our healthcare system, that's a whole separate issue. That is one thing that keeps guys like, I can't, I can't leave that. Can't afford well, can't yeah. medical. Paying crazy amount for private insurance is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not against private insurance, but when that's your only option, and it's our private insurance is so expensive because the government's involved. That's a whole other story. It's not because it's private insurance; it's because it's the system is effed. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, how would we do this? How would we implement? All right, here's once you had 15 years, you got to be done. So then, I mean, then maybe you have the option, okay, you can go into a management role. Yeah, that, so that would be set. Maybe that would be yeah. separate. Like, okay. okay, you can, you're no longer a combat personnel, like you're considered, um, damn, what's the word in Florida? I think it is combat personnel. Because there are certain people, like when you go up the ladder into the chief status, they, they 
don't qualify your job doesn't qualify you for oh, it's high risk that's the technical mm. term for retirement but your job is no longer high risk and you don't get that percentage for your pension so yeah maybe you could go into something separate like that mm-hmm. like, where like where you don't even have the option to go work a beat yeah like a fire chief even though they don't work fires they're still high risk because they could they have to maintain a right. certification as a firefighter and they could be on any call and be subject to going into the building right or mm-hmm. subject to operating on that scene um so maybe you would just make after you get to a certain point these roles are not qualified for that yeah there's quite a few chiefs uh, in the highway patrol that i would not want behind me in the stack going into a uh, building never uh, there are some that i would don't get me wrong stony yeah brother hey stony are you listening I don't know. Uh, we'll get him on when he retires. He's my my favorite uh, chief so far. So cool. Appreciate you, sir. So 15 years, then what? Like, there's a program, a course. Uh, what happens? Yeah, you'd have to. It would be have to definitely some kind of job transition training. Hopefully, we can just spark an idea in somebody else out there. That, that is one luxury the fire people have is with with the time off. Even though it sucks because you're trying to catch up on sleep and sort your your personal shit out you can you can start and maintain a small business mm-hmm. like you law enforcement doesn't have that option because their shift schedule rotates so much and then the ems people they definitely don't have that option because their life sucks <laughs> it's that's like the worst i think that's the worst job in the country oh they get all the dead bodies well i mean we fire departments have that too but you get to put out fires too. That's fine. Well, so when you say EMS and you're talking about the fire side, I'm not talking about that. No, you're talking about like I'm talking ambulance, about right? ambulance drivers yeah. that just do that's ambulance That's a hard ass job. They have the worst shifts by far. They have the worst time off schedule. They have they don't get paid as much. No, they don't they, get paid well. Most of them are they work for private entities, not government organizations. So it's it's man, that's a that's a horrible existence. And then yep. you you take all that into account and you add on top all the other things like the 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 death, the trauma, people spitting on you, kicking you, fighting you, biting you, like, like they're the, the bottom of the ladder <laughs> for public safety and pay and time off and schedules. They're, like they're rotating 8, 10, 12-hour shift schedules are probably the dumbest thing you've ever seen. If you if you map that out on a calendar, it's stupid. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that job would be absolutely miserable. So glad I never actually became an EMT. Why? I got certified and I was going to do it just to, as oh, a stepping work stone. Work as one? Yeah. Oh, to no. actually work as one. No, that's horrible. I got, I, I was certified. Yeah. I mean, the majority of people leave, rotate out of that into either a hospital setting or a fire service setting. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what we need? We need to get an ER nurse on here. Yeah. I, was, I know one. I know a bunch. I know a couple, actually. They, uh-huh. they, they see some shit. You mean all the shit that we bring them? Yeah. <laughs> Dump <laughs> off like, hey. Uh, this crazy person has something inserted in their uh, rectum. Uh, go ahead and handle that for us. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. They've been uh, they've been combative for like the last half hour. Now they're your problem. <laughs> so now, fifteen years. Here's the course. Here's the program. Then then what do you do? Like, how do you ha- how do you transition everybody into re-identifying as something else? Yeah. It's it's. It's going to be a tough, it, like, it's going to be a cultural shift that has to happen, I think. It's going to have to be a really robust training process. Yeah. Right. Do you Did you have any people that you worked with that were at the end, like, they're approaching the 25, 30-year mark, but were old, like, 50 to 60, like, just yeah. shouldn't be there? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I can think of a, a supervisor in particular that, uh, yeah. like, I had several. You like you're you you almost question are they starting to lose their faculties a little bit? And then physically, like, no way. Oh yeah, one of my lieutenants for a while, he was straight up like, a, he was old. He'd been in the fire business a long time. I think he worked in, I want to say he worked in two states. So it's like his pension didn't from his first job didn't carry over, and he started over later in life. That kind of stuff. Um, but man, dude, when you're you hit that fifty, yeah. fifty-two, fifty-five mark, you're slipping a little bit. Your body, well, your body's degrading anyways. Mm-hmm. Outside of all the physical stress and trauma that you experience in the fire business, so like watching, like when we getting up for calls, he's like gimping around, like his hip was locked right. up, or his ankle was locked broken. up, broken. Yeah, yeah just broken as a human. And is in pain all the time, just miserable. And he's right. Oh, I gotta get three more years. I gotta get to or I, right. or I don't get my. Benefits. I got three or divorces, I and I got. <laughs> well, I got this guy actually had like four or five divorces. Yeah. They're so, getting all my pension. I'm only going to get ten percent. I don't know if he listens to this or not, but if you hear this, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, I should say there are those enigmas out there that make it that long. I mean, yeah. there's guys I know that work the road. When I say work the road, like they took a beat every yeah. day never worked an inside job for 30 years and like you'd still take them in a second to have your back. Cause they're like, yeah. those guys are out there and yeah, it's not that they can't No, but there's a lot of people that a lot reach of a point broken. where you should not be there. Right. Like I, I would not go into buildings with that person. Yeah. I'd be like, here we would, we would go out of our way, not just this person, but other people. Like, We're going to go do this. You stay out here and handle this. We got boss. Like, yeah. So can you, uh, can you oh, go okay. get waters for everyone? <laughs> um, it's really maybe, important. Maybe not quite that, but uh, yeah, no, there's, there's guys that I'll be like, I don't want you behind me to go into this yeah. building. I'll go behind you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or that kind of stuff. I get like totally, but what, there has to be a line, you know, and now it's considered, uh, what's the word discriminatory to be like, if I went to his boss and said, Hey chief, Lieutenant so-and-so they can't hack it, man. We're, he's like falling apart as a human. He, he can't do anything when we go to scenes. Right. I'm the asshole. Yeah, it's called ageism, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, right. And then, like, you know, we don't have, we never had, we don't have physical PT standards. Most departments have gone away with those because those are also discriminatory. Yeah, right. Which is nonsense in my mind. The idea that you don't have to be physically fit to do our job. That is stupid. Is insane. And if you are too fat. You're fat. You're fat. Fix your shit. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Because if I sugarcoat it, fat. you're going to eat it too. You feel like garbage. <laughs> you feel like garbage and you're less capable. Yeah. No questions. Right. Um, Some departments have even, on the fire side, I don't know about law enforcement, but have even done away with the physical standards altogether. Like we used to have annual PT tests or annual Oh, yeah. No, we, we don't have like that. Like basic stuff like drag a hose 100 feet, carry a ladder, just so like, can you still do the requirements of this job? Done away with it because it's it was considered discriminatory or biased or so. What could we had an optional thing you could do every year, but nobody ever wanted to do it. And if like (laughs) if you got hurt doing this optional PT Mm -hmm. thing, then uh, you you weren't covered by work comp. It was it was nonsense. Yeah, a lot of departments would have a. um, (coughs) Oh my gosh! Mute yourself. Sorry, it's a lot of departments would have a remedial training. Like if you couldn't pass, then you have to go through this training and retest and retest. That I don't know. I don't know if there was like a, a lawsuit or a specific case that started this whole trend, but 
that's gone in most places. Um, the uh, the scary thing is now they're um, starting to move away from physical requirements for new applicants because you can't discriminate. Can't, you can't discriminate, and I they're not so. getting enough people too. Um, that is pretty terrifying, in my opinion. Yeah, what's going to happen? Um, I don't know, but at least we live in North Idaho, where people respect public safety. Uh huh. Yeah. They value those. Uh, so when society crumbles, we're the last stand. One of them. One of them. One of them. Got uh, a few other states over here that will band together. Yeah, it's more of a regional thing. Yeah. And all my Florida people, you know, like, it's funny that the newest version of Red Dawn, the movie, the one that came out like five or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Who's in it? Thor's in it. What's that guy's name? Uh. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody knows Thor. Just call him Thor. <laughs> um, when the, so, the, you know, the kids are doing their thing out in the woods and then all the, all the, the small team of soldiers come in to help, like to assess them and figure out who they are and get their help. Um, they're like, yeah, this is going on here. This is going on there. And they're like, there's a, they said, I forget what it is. They say something specific about Florida, like going nuts and people fighting back. Hell yeah. That's that is probably the most accurate description. Are there other states in the South like like Texas? Texas. What about like I don't know, Louisiana? No. 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 That's sad. There's a lot of guns down there and a lot of people that think they're gonna do something. But yeah. when you get up into like what's considered the deep south, mm-hmm. Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, parts of Georgia or Tennessee, um, Arkansas, most of those people are totally incapable of physical things like th- th- those have the highest rates of obesity, the highest rates of incidence of disease, like heart disease, diabetes. Is that cause that Southern cooking so good? It's just cultural. I don't know. I wonder if my sourdough is going to become like a gateway drug to that. You've seen those people. They're all, you know, get made fun of on social media. Or yeah. Whatever. I've seen like, him. I've seen him. You walk di- around looking like a, like a box, like a bag of chewed bubble gum with a gun on your hip. Like you're, Nothing's going to happen. I think all those people live in Disneyland and Disney World. I'd say in Florida, the culture is generally more physically fit than the other southern states by far. Well, that's good. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. Beaches, sunshine, rainbows, sunshine. lakes, or, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Crocodiles. Um. So anyways, yeah, they, rev- they reference Florida and I think Texas in that movie about how they're like, it's going bananas down there and that's that's exactly what would happen. God, man. I hope we Anyways. don't get there. I hope we don't get there, but, you know, there's always a little part of you that's like, eh, okay. Oh, I think it could happen. Yeah. Or it will happen eventually. I just don't know how or when. I don't want it to happen. I think that would be horrible. Yeah. It would suck. Bad. Kids wouldn't like it. Your kids? Yeah. Or any kids? No, yours probably would, but mine. My kids? Yeah. My kids wouldn't like that. That's one I can think of. Uh, <laughs> one of my kids? <laughs> one of them. Oh, yeah. No, my kids aren't. My kids like doing all the outdoorsy stuff, like camping and bushcraft and all that stuff. But they don't, they don't care about any of that other, like, like killing commies. Yeah, I mean, no, we're not raising them like that. Yeah, probably. If they, if they want to join the military or enlist or whatever, that's good, good for them. If they don't, that's also good. Mm -hmm. That's that's their choice. That's their path. That's their path. But we're not raising them to be like uh, hero worshippers. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah. So, yeah, like we were. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what I was thinking of. 
Like, huh? Like, you mean the way we were raised? Yep. Damn it. Rambo. God, Rambo. Got my head all messed up. One of, one of my kids is wired like that. Yeah. Like the, the protective mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two are to an extent, but he is, you know what I'm talking about. He is mm-hmm. absolutely that way. Yep. And I was too, but if you, if I think people are born that way and wired that way, that's how you have your military. That's how you have public safety officers. That's how you have, that's, you think that's, that's intention- why people you think that's intentionally done by, uh, you know, whoever makes stuff, movies and stuff to, to build that culture. Yeah. No, I think it's just, just the way it is. It makes money and they want to sell it. Yeah. It does make money. Um, it messed my head up for a long time. So this goes, yeah. Like the whole hero identity thing. And if you really, I actually did some coaching around this when I left with one of my friends, he's a, um, Certified counselor and life coach is master's in counseling and life coaching. Mm-hmm. He's coaching you. Yeah. 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 Cause you were struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. Not that just like the transition wasn't struggling with that specifically, but that all came up. Like when, when you break it down and realize that, like you, so that's what, this is perfect end to our conversation today about pensions. We people that are wired that way, like to be protective, there's like you're, you're born that way. You don't, that's not something you develop really like, you can develop parts of it or pieces of it, but without that initial, like, yes, I will defend you. I will protect you. You're not going to go into that side of the world. Right? That's, you're right. It is. Cause I, most of my family is like hobbits and yeah. So you're born that way, I but out different. the whole, like our, the way our system is structured, we, for having that trait, you are exploited. You mm-hmm. are, well, you got to do this for 25 years. You got to do this for 30 years. And then, well, we'll give you a, a good retirement because of your service. If you survive long enough to enjoy it, you're exploited, but you're also demonized by the other half of the population. Yeah, you're exploited for your we'll hate you for, for your skill and ability and your desire to serve. Yeah. And then you are demonized for, oh, that's a whole nother thing, dude. We got to talk about that. I want to do some breakdown videos of some um, police interactions and some shootings and some other stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw one the other day. That's absolutely nuts. I'll wrap up my thoughts after I tell this story. There's, I forget where it was. I think it was in the Midwest somewhere. Cop comes up to this dude. It's a, like a two, three-story apartment building. They're in the breezeway between the apartments where the stairwell is. And you know what I'm talking about, that area, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. My palms are getting sweaty, Jared. I'm already. My heart rate's up. Cop Let's go. confronts this dude. He's acting kind of crazy, maybe drugged out. I don't know. He's got his hands in his pockets, being weird. Cop's like, hey, you know, somebody called the cops to address this person. That's why the cop is there. Mm-hmm. And the dude, he pulls out a gun. The cop doesn't do anything. Oh. The cop retreats, gets around, out of the breezeway, around the corner of the building, doesn't do anything. Doesn't. At some point, the cop did draw his gun, but the guy comes down the breezeway, around the corner. He's got the gun all in the cop's face pointed out. The cop doesn't do anything. Sounds like he just, obviously, we don't like to quarterback people, but... Uh, like he just kind of like vapor locked me. I'm like, no, he was to- talking total, the whole time. total surprise. No, you could see a shadow at some point. He had his gun out. The cop did. I don't know if it was after the guy shot at him yeah. or what, but it was way too long. Like there's, there's some- also, I mean, currently the, there's a lot of fear of people, you know, in that job. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm of, going. Of getting in a shooting. And then now I'm going to get sued. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get. Or charged with a crime, turned into a villain, right? Defending myself yes. as I was protecting the public, like there's a that's a huge fear, and that's terrible to have that. That seems like that's what mind. it was. The guys, like, like 
man, that would be a horrible situation to be in right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was going with the exploited <coughs> thing. Like, if that guy shot the dude, he would be a, a bad cop. Mm-hmm. Even though the guy pulled a gun out and tried to kill him. Doesn't matter. Right. Like, these days, and he's, he's these scared days to make, make the decision right. to defend himself because of our political that's, climate. That right is now. so terrifying that people have to worry about that. Even though he's completely, legally, he's justified yeah. all day long. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's part of, and that's what's happened. We've been a, the people who are, who want to serve and want to protect and help their community or their citizens. Um, our desire to do that is exploited through this pension process. How do you deal with that after, how do you deal with that after you retire? How do you still feel like a badass? What? Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to have that feeling, right? I mean, for me, as a protector. Yeah. Like for me, I just do it. I'm still a protector of my family and friends and anybody that's around me. I'm not going to let some idiot, some meth head or some drunk guy come in and assault people or harass them. I don't have to have a badge to do, to stop that. Right. I just, I put my purple belt on and I sling my AR over my shoulder. No, I I sling my AR over my shoulder and I stand in the mirror in my closet and I tell myself, I'm a badass. I'm a badass. I really am. Well, oh, there's a couple dudes. (laughs) Uh, donut operator, you know, donut, mm-hmm. right? And then there's another guy called Popo Medic. I don't know if he's in California or Florida. I think he's in Florida. Nice. But he does a bunch of breakdown videos and he's always making fun of TikTok cops. Did you know this was a thing? Um, there's a bunch of like fake cops on TikTok. Some of them are real cops and some of them are fake cops, but they pose and do all these stupid, they have like millions, tens of millions of followers. That sounds like a bad idea. It's all, the stuff they do is insane. Like it's completely Man, they're gonna they gonna get fired. No, as long as they don't wear their stuff, oh, saying their true. name, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but the stupidity that's going on there is well, like those lips, those lip sync challenges that were get that were hot for a minute. Yeah. Oh man, that pissed a lot of people off. Why? Uh, you, you just like, I get what they're trying to do, like humanize the badge mm-hmm. a little bit. And don't get me wrong, a bunch of firefighters, it looks super sexy when they're doing their thing, and the cops. Whoa. But uh, yeah, I got a thing. Um, but. <laughs> It's kind of stupid, too. It is stupid, but culturally, it, it makes you like a human. It makes people see that you're part of this culture. Yeah. Okay. So, I anyways, how do we? Too. I'm just jealous because I could. I couldn't. How do we it. stop the the people that want to protect the people that want to serve? How do we stop that mentality or that desire to be of service from being exploited for thirty years and, until you can't function and you die? Right. Because, like you said, you're right. I mean. That's how I, I don't really stand in my closet with my belt on and tell myself that. I No, I, everybody that you're listening, he does not have that mirror in his closet. It's in this bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him lie to you. Uh, and, uh, oh, man, he totally derailed me there for a moment. Could we actually have a serious conversation w- without making fun of each other? No. It's, it's, way, more, it's way more entertaining, other. and this is the only way I know how to communicate. I'm sorry. If we wanted to be like all the other podcasters, we would get really loud and yell about <laughs> shit that doesn't matter. But we're not like that. No, we just talk calmly and talk shit. It's normal. This is how it's done. Um, yeah, look, anyway, you're right. Like, you can, you know, you go through life and you have that mentality. And I still have that mentality. I do, I do jujitsu because it feels good to me. And I like to go shoot sometimes because it feels good to keep your skills sharp. Um. Well, you but, can just shoot because you like shooting. You don't have to have that like as a protective skill. True. Some people just like it. Yeah, that's fine too. But 
Um, you're right. I don't necessarily do it to keep my skills sharp, but I'll, I'll just like it. And it happens to keep them sharp. Um, but yeah, that, you can carry on that same protector mentality no matter what you're doing right. and be the person that helps others all the time. Like I'm that dork that holds the door open for the, you know, I will yeah. always be that person. That's funny. I'll put my shopping cart away. Cause if you don't, you're an asshole. And exactly. I put other shopping carts away if I have to walk by them. Cause yeah. Yeah, there's two kinds of people, people that put their shopping carts away and people that don't. Yeah. And you, you know, which side you want to be on, you better be on it. Now there are, maybe there's circumstances where you couldn't like, couldn't run across a parking lot or you had something. Right. That, like, so yeah, there are exceptions, but okay. if you generally don't put your shopping cart away, you're lazy. You're not my person. Nope. Probably go to Disney World too, don't you? <laughs> Ooh. Eating, eating corn dogs and drinking soda. I don't think they have corn dogs there. Anyways, oh, yeah. so uh, like, is there an answer to stop this? Like, here, do this for 30 years, and then you get five good years, and then you fall apart or die? Um, hmm. I don't know if there's a good answer. Would I mean, make it a 10 or 15-year process? I think that would be better. I think... Do you th- focus on health? So here's a question. Do you think the servants would be receptive to that? Some would, some wouldn't. The 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 so guys that are there and gals that are there for life and like they it's in their blood and they everything uh, else that's takes me. A I'm like that. I, that's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. But I don't have to have that job to, to get paid for that to do that. Right. That's that's the biggest realization I've had since yeah. leaving. Mm. Right. I think that's I think that's a good answer. I don't know how to implement it. I think I think it would be better if it was set up and viewed more like military service. Yeah. So maybe a state by state basis instead of city by city, county by county. But like, all right, you're gonna okay, you can agree to do this for this term five years. Like every five years, you re up like the military, something like that. Um, I, I think we'd be as a nation, as a country, we'd be way better served if if our public safety professionals were that right right i i they, it runs the risk of turning into some kind of national police force which i don't agree with oh no that i'm not that saying that bad. yeah anyway if you could because you don't you want local people taking care of local people yeah like in florida you, you can need to be you can get a job or cal- any state you can get a job in one county and then trans like get a job with another county but you can't transfer there right if you okay. have the ability to transfer to different parts, state by state, I I think could be okay. Maybe or region by like the the states could even break it down into regions if they wanted to. It'd be their prerogative. Mm-hmm. But that's less the point, and the point is more of how do you make it where people don't have to be there for twenty five or thirty years? It's it's a hard one, man. A lot of guys, it's like that's all I know. Like, uh, yeah. well, nobody when they go in the not nobody. Very few people, when they go into the military, they're like, I'm going to do this for 25 years. Right. It's very few. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to do one enlistment and see, like, if I, if I want to stay, I'll stay. If I do two or three, so, so be it. Right. Um, I mean, that, that seems feasible. The downside of that is that if it were like that, you'd have um, a much younger force unless, you know, you'd lose that. Uh, no, that you could have an option to stay until yeah. the end. There would just be an, an, an a very strict end point where mm-hmm. like, look, if you want to stay involved, you have to go into this administrative role. I like it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think like 15 years. 
think be maybe good. 20. We both did 14. Yeah. For everybody that's asking. Um, I did just under a couple months shy of 13 years full time. And then the, I was, I was a volunteer a little over a year. So I count that because I was oh, yeah. actually working full time at the fire department, not getting paid. <laughs> I was go, I was in school. And like I said, we lived at the station like four or five days a week. We were there every night and all of our days off from our part-time jobs. It was me and there was a whole group of us, like 10 younger guys that were all doing that going through school. And we were, we all were volunteers when our department had volunteers out of the same station. We had, it was like the people would be sleeping on the recliners on the, on a couch on the floor. It was nuts. Actually, it sounds kind of fun too. It was honestly. fun. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the, our department was two person shifts, like full-time paid shifts back then. But any volunteers that wanted to be there could be there. So a bunch of us had our training. I had EMT or fire standards or whatever. We were just in line waiting for employment. So, but we just did not leave there for like a year. That would have been a much more productive use of my time than hanging out with my friends and drinking beer. I did that too on our downtime. No, I just did all the time. So yeah. uh, that would have been better. Yeah, we did that a lot. I've got, that's a whole, I've got another story about that. I had a, a fake ID back in those days because all my friends that I grew up with were older than me. So I used to go out with them. I bet you did. Um, but, you know, we can talk about Florida man honky tonk stuff later. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if we... We don't have an answer. We answered anything, but... We but have ideas. We have ideas and maybe we sparked something in someone out there that is in a position to make change. Um, or will be. I'm going to keep pushing this. I've decided yeah. recently that this... This needs some like serious attention. I like. Um, it. I, don't, I don't know how or where we start. Somebody the other day asked me to run for political office here, Good. like city or county commission type stuff, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't do I it." Don't. No, yeah, it'd be great. Maybe one day. I'm not. I don't. I'm not in a place for that now. I could see you doing that. Ten years, you'll Maybe. be you'll be established more than you already are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's a whole other thing. So that goes back to the original stuff we were talking about too. Like in some places, those are jobs. Like you're paid for that. Mm-hmm. In some places, you're not. Um, so if you like the whole political structure, like on a local and regional level, it's kind of weird. But that that structure determines who's in charge of the public safety departments. Mm. So our county politically was very toxic, which made our Administrative jobs, very toxic, like high turnover, super cutthroat, super political. It shouldn't be that way. No, just let the guys do the do the work. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we don't have an answer, I guess. We have ideas. If you're listening, if you're still here, and you have any kind of good job, clout, or political um, pull in your area, your city, your county, your town, wherever wherever you live. Maybe start having these conversations. Yeah. Firefighters and law enforcement should not have to work until they're so broken they can't. And then be like, oh, yeah, you got a good retirement. That's one of the things that used to piss me off so much. Mm -hmm. Especially, so, Florida, when the 08, 09 recession stuff happened. A bunch of people lost their jobs. Construction took a huge dive. Housing crisis was foreclosures were everywhere all that stuff was going on a bunch of my friends that i'd known like i grew up with or whatever had finance jobs or corporate jobs or whatever 
And they would talk so much shit, like the ones that were out of work, about how good we had it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I make, back then, I don't know what I was making, like 35000 a year, but not Oof. that much money. I got three kids at home. My wife my wife was out of work at the time because she lost a teaching job um, as part of that whole drama. It was actually because she was pregnant, but that's another story. Um, so the, they were all just like, well, yeah, but you got a good pension. You got benefits. You got like... Eat shit, man. Like, <laughs> I, I risk my life. I'm, I'm physically destroying myself mm-hmm. for almost no money. And for you to say, but but yeah, you have good insurance. And our insurance wasn't even that good. It's like, no, dude. No. That's, that's, that's not cool. Man. But how do we get that changed? The whole concept of how our thing works, our public safety works. We just keep talking about it. Conversations, yep. Relationships. Maybe, maybe we'll transition this down the road into some kind of platform where we start like some, um, what's the word? Not higher value, but bigger conversations with people of that have important roles where they could affect those changes. Mm-hmm. Like political figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be high ups because I even you never know. Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a tough fight. I would be tough. It, look, it would have to start in one place and have proof of concept and be shown like this. Yeah, this is productive. Yeah, I would like to see um, what other guys think about it that are currently working. So we need to remember to ask that when we talk to people. I can tell you what they're going to think right off the bat. Most of them are going to be very resistant because that's just the general right mentality of obstinate firefighters and police officers is to. Oh, that's stupid. I don't want to. That's stupid, uh, boy. I've oh, I'm getting that. my pension. Screw you guys. I have heard that line. I'm getting my insurance. Yeah. If I just do five more years, I could have this much money. Yeah, like when I was leaving. Oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. Mm. Why would you want to I might that? be an idiot, but it's not because I'm leaving this. And right. Yeah. Look at you now. I'm still an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Let's close this out, dude. I think We're we at should. an hour of 16. Um. Any closing thoughts? No. Okay. Just if you're listening, if you're still with us, start having this conversation with people around you. Agreed. Probably a good conversation to have while you're eating some pickled eggs. Yeah. I'm thinking about what's coming up for us, dude. Um, uh, Oh, uh, the lady, I need to reach out to her. We need to reach out to her and pick a date. Maybe just next week we'll pick a day. Uh, She runs the, um, it's a, it's a first responder conference. It's called. Yeah. Uh, and they do, it's a lot of mental health stuff. I think cool. that could be a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I've got my buddy, Ryan. He runs a, a business now called the Mental Hygiene Project. Awesome. He's a former firefighter. I, lo- I love it. There's like, yeah. there's a definitely a huge movement. I mean, we're seeing it everywhere now to to work on that. And that's oh, so good. It is, yeah. Coming from, like, I'm sure when we both started, when it was like taboo, like, you don't talk about that. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan said he would be on a while back and I haven't uh, confirmed a date with him. So I'll get him on. Okay. We got a bunch of other people. Like we keep talking about our guests. They're coming. It's going to be awesome. Why do you laugh? Uh, th- no, because you're right. We do. But, um, you know, maybe this weekend we'll uh, get some whiskey. Yeah. Get do our neighbor. Sam? And get our neighbor and do, do the talk naked, about people? naked people. Let's do it. Um, that'll be pretty entertaining. So for if you're wondering what that means, we were all together the other night. I don't know. What was it? New Almost Year's or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was New Year's Eve. And we just had a good conversation about... 
naked people fighting us. The ridiculous calls that you get involving naked people. Like people shoving their hand up, their whole hand up their butt. And uh-huh. Trying, and to, trying to rub their hand on you. <laughs> and if you have... Lots of things. If you have been on any type of public safety job for an hour, you have had a naked person call. And uh, it's a good story, no matter what. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to sharing not a, that. Not a good story. Nah, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Looking I wouldn't forward. call it. I mean, looking forward to sharing On these. our side, definitely we're the combative naked people. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you know, us being... Uh, not having arrest powers, we didn't have to subdue them. That's your job. Yeah. We had to deal with them a lot. But when you got there, it was your job. Also, a lot of people for us are just naked in general on medical calls. Mm. Like, oh, right. out in the shower, toilet, pushed so hard on the toilet, they shit on themselves and fell over. It's like, horrible. Diabetic, horrible. Uh, waking up in the middle of the night with chest pain. Like people are just naked when we get to their house. I didn't realize how many people were naked in their homes until I started. It's crazy. Job. It's crazy. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't partake. So, well, I think about it. I don't, my kids are younger, so I'm not walking around my house naked. Maybe that's it. But when they're gone, why wouldn't I? I don't know. It's just generally not comfortable. Why wouldn't I? Dude, it's just you. Who cares? Yeah, I guess. That seems weird. I mean, then you throw in all the weird personality types, like exhibitionist type people. Mm, yeah. You got them too. Anyways. Uh, don't give away too much. Naked people. It's coming up. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today was coffee. We'll have whiskey with that one. Oh, yes, we will. More fun. Yes, we will. All, all right. right. Oh, jinx. Uh, let's wrap it up. We said it at the same time. No, we don't do. You don't do jinx. Oh, can't talk. Okay. All right. We're done. All right. Bye. Thank you. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show and we would just like to mention a few things before you go. Yes. As always, we don't have any sponsors right now. So, we are sponsoring this ourselves. Self-sponsored. Fantastic. Yeah. What's your business, Seth? Uh so, I am one of the owners of 108 Real Estate. And if you know your brevity codes, like you're a first responder, you'll know that 108 means in service. So, we're in service all the time, taking care of our clients. Um, excellent little bit of news is that we have a new member of the team. Happy to announce. He's very hey. familiar. There he is right there across from hey. me. Uh, Jared has joined the team. So we now have two retired first responders on the team. And then my wife would be the third person currently. She's the brains behind the operation, the boss lady. And we are uh, part of EXP Realty. So... Um, could be a good avenue for some of you that may be transitioning or retiring or finding a new career path or part-time, uh, feel free to reach out to us and we can help guide you on that journey in real estate. It's a wonderful, f- wonderful field to be in. That's correct. EXP is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, you can find us. Our website is 10, all written out, 10-8realestate.com. Um, on Instagram, we are 10 underscore 8 real estate. And on Facebook, we are at 108 Real Estate. So hit us up. Let's talk. And anything else to add? Yeah. Uh, our specialty on the real estate side is helping first responders find their dream home. Bring it. You know we got so your back. If you want to relocate to North Idaho and soon to be Western Montana. Yeah. yeah. Um, hit us up. We got you covered. Yeah. We will uh, protect you like we're working a beat together. 
That's correct. That's right. I don't know what you what do you call it in the fire department. It's not a beat shift. Shift. Yeah, that's cool. Like you guys are first well, area is first due. Shift is the literal time frame. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. And my wife and I, my wife Ashley and I, we own two businesses here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. One is called Northland Strength. It's a training, um, strength and performance training training facility for athletes for youth athletes. And then we also started a private school this year called. Northland Training Academy, and you can find them at Northland Strength on Instagram, and at Northland underscore CDA is the school, also on Instagram. And my kids go there. It's awesome. The model is fantastic. Hopefully, it spreads worldwide. I yeah, love it. that's one thing we're doing. We are cataloging and documenting all of our steps and progress. So we are going to take this model that we've created and give it to people sometime next year. We'll be like, here, do this. Most people are scared to start their own school. They think they can't. They think people won't pay them money. They think all these things, uh, most of that is just misconceptions or fear-based ideology that they've adopted. So we're going to help people with that. It's an awesome alternative to the traditional method. Yeah. Oh, we can't forget the show. Oh, yeah. If you want to find us <laughs> on Instagram, we're at Copy That Radio, and the show is hosted at Anchor FM, and that's anchor.fm slash copy that radio you can actually send us a voice message from anchor um, and anywhere the description is listed on apple or spotify or google wherever you're listening there is a link at the end of our episode description you can message us so if you have a story you want to tell you want to share with us or somebody you want to connect us with several people have reached out trying to connect us with first other first responders that have some crazy stories we're working on getting them scheduled um, you can do that just shoot us a message on there or instagram at copy that radio all right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.